0: Welcome to Thrive, Transformative Strategies for the New Year, the CLA virtual conference poised to redefine your approach to success. Today, we unite under the banner of innovation, ready to forge new paths in personal and professional growth. Each speaker today brings unique insights to propel us forward. Get ready to explore innovative strategies that will enhance your growth journey in 2024. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here today. I want to talk to you about cultivating a strong company culture through authentic leadership. So as we get started, I want to take a moment for everyone to reflect on something. I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about the best job you've ever had, the best company you've ever worked for. Now, that may be something that uh, you enjoyed as a kid or even, even as an adult but it gave you energy to show up. You were excited about getting up in the morning and going to work or getting up in the evening and going to work. You enjoyed being around the people. There was an energy within the organization. Now, once you have that, I want you to think about the leader that stands out the most, that you think and believe was a cause of that environment. Right? You got it? Now, let's flip the switch. I want you to think about the job that you hated the most. It sucked the life out of you and stressed you out because you knew you had to go to work. About halfway through your time at work, maybe you you started getting stressed and kept looking at the clock. It's time to go home. I got to go home. There was no trust. You were stressed all day. Now think about the leader that you can point to that was a cause of that. You see, a company culture or an organizational culture refers to the shared values, beliefs, norms, and practices that shape the social and psychological environment of any business or any organization. It's the lifeblood. You know, we've seen the terms quiet quitting. We've got people that just stop showing up to work. And right now, through a Harvard Business Review study, we see that the number one reason people leave a job is not because they're leaving it for more money. They're leaving it because of the culture. And that the reason the culture sucks is because they're pointing to a leader that's causing it. That's why they're leaving. So how do we build a culture? A culture is gonna exist whether you do anything about it or not, because a culture is gonna be created either by default or by design. So we're gonna see some things and some characteristics of a default culture. That's when nobody's doing anything about it, it just happens on its own. There's inconsistent values. There's undefined norms and behaviors. Communication sucks, right? Decision-making becomes reactive and not proactive. You know, we saw a lot of that in COVID during the pandemic. We saw companies that folded and never recovered because they couldn't pivot, either because of the culture or because the leaders didn't have a growth mindset to move forward. Maybe you see leadership within a default culture that's in their position because of tenure. You know, Bob's been here 15 years, so obviously he's gonna be the director. But if you're intentional about building a culture, now you can design it. You can design the values What do those values look like? You know, when I come into organization and I ask um, employees of my client, what are the values of the organization? One of the first things people do is start looking around. What are they looking for? They're looking for those motivational signs on the wall somewhere that told them what the values are. A lot of times you see them as you walk in the corridors of the office. Oh, integrity, it's important to us. If I've got to look for it, then I don't believe it. I don't see it. So in a designed culture that grows into a strong culture, we see established norms, behaviors, um, strategic communication. There's proactive decision-making. Leadership based on competence, not tenure. Maybe you see a formal recognition and reward system, and it's not just because, you know, you're my buddy, I'm going to promote you. So... I'll give you an example of some cultures that I've had the opportunity to work for. So I recently retired two years ago from the federal government. I did 32 years in the intelligence community, loved my career, had a great time. I've been in both toxic cultures and amazing cultures. One of the last, second to last job I had before I retired, before I left that job and went to the next one, My boss and I, my boss was so toxic, such a micromanager. He created such a toxic culture that anytime we spoke, I requested we had legal counsel. That's how bad it was. I was stressed out. I'm bringing that to home and I had to leave. So I did. I was able to find another position where I worked my last seven years in the federal government. And it was an amazing organization. Even through the pandemic, my director, when I first got there, one of the things I noticed about him is every morning he would come down, had his cup of coffee in hand, he would walk around uh, through the offices, he would greet people. How How was your evening? How was your weekend? What do you got planned today? How's the family? He knew everybody by name and knew who their kids and their spouses were. We're talking like a hundred people just in this office. That is authentic leadership. That is what's required if you're gonna build a strong culture. So what is authentic leadership? Authentic leadership is a leadership style that's rooted in the concept of being genuine, transparent, and true to your own personalities, values, and beliefs. But they also represent the needs and concerns of others around them. Now. You've heard a lot of pres- presentations today on leadership, business, and one of the things you need to consider is there's a lot of people out there with an opinion on what leadership is. An authentic leader may consider those things, but they have to reflect, and it starts with self- self-awareness. Okay, What is self-awareness? Let's discuss that for a minute. Self-awareness is being able to look inside and understand who and how I am. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my beliefs? What are my values? What are my triggers that are going to send me off into another direction? And it doesn't stop there. Because authentic leaders not only become aware of these things, but they also look deeper in how do I grow from there. They have to recognize their truth. I can't be a leader like somebody else. I can learn from them, but I've got to know where I grow from. That's authentic leadership. That's the true self-awareness. So what are some of the other characteristics that we should be seeing in authentic leaders? Authentic leaders create trust. They create an atmosphere that fosters open communication and collaboration. If I trust my leader, then I have no fear... Of coming to him and saying him or her and saying, you know what? I made a mistake. I failed on something because I know he's not going to be a negative reaction. He make he's going to hold me accountable, but there's a trust there. Authentic leaders also inspire purpose. Okay, not just the purpose that you're there, the job that you're there to do, but they inspire you to live your purpose within the organization of the team. What would that be like if you know why you were put on this earth and you got to go to work to do that very thing? Most of the people today are seeking for jobs that allow them to live their purpose, right? Most workers my age, we are under this this, uh, idea that, okay, we're going to work for 30 or 40 years, then we're going to go live our purpose. But you can do that if you have an authentic leader. If you are an authentic leader, you're going to inspire that around you. Here's another characteristic. An authentic leader attracts followers. One of the I, I just met with a, one of my clients yesterday, and she was talking about how hard it is to hire people and get the right people. And as I dug, dug deeper into her organization, I realized she's not attracting the right people. All right. She's attracting people that need a job. What she needs to be doing is attracting people that can live their purpose with their inner organization, that can align to the mission of that organization because she's got one. It's a home healthcare company. So she's passionate about what she does, but not everybody is around her. So that's something we're gonna get to work on. An authentic leader also are developing the leaders around them. I can't do everything in in my company. I also don't like doing everything in my company. If I, if I had my way, this, was all, this would be all I do is, is coach and develop others. But there's other things that need to get done. So what I'm going to do is develop those around me. That's the power of multiplication, right? If I have a bunch of people that work for me, then I got a bunch of people that I'm responsible to making sure they're doing their job. But if I've got leaders that I'm developing, now they grow exponentially. And that allows me and them to now transform my organization or my company. That's another characteristics, characteristic about authentic leaders. There's transformation involved. Now, here's, here's one key thing, a characteristic, and I'm going I'm to tell you a story on this one. An authentic leader remains present. And when i say remains present because it's easy to be present when everything is going well it's hard to be present when there's a crisis so going back to my last position i i, I worked at uh, before i retired i worked for the defense intelligence agency and my boss at the time was general bob ashley who's now retired when COVID happened we all got sent home as many can attest to now I've been doing this, what I did for 32 years, never ever as an intelligence officer did I get to work from home, all right? If I was working in an office, my office never had windows. So how are we gonna do this, right? But we got sent home. Almost immediately, General Ashley set up a virtual environment where he came in and we did a town hall every week, every Friday morning. All the leaders, I mean, and and think about the size of this organization. We're thousands, thousands of people all over the world. And every Friday morning, he came on camera from his home in uniform with his wife sitting on his right side. And he talked to us. Some of the things he said, he'd give us updates, what's going on. Other times he's like, look, I don't know the answer. I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't know when it's going to end, but we're in this together. He was there. He was present. And one of the things that impressed me the most is at the end of every one of these town hall sessions, he picked up a guitar. This is a three-star general, picked up a guitar and played his favorite Beatles song and sang. That's something you normally won't see, especially in a military environment. But he was present for not, not physically, but he was present emotionally and supported everyone. Now, during this time, my family suffered a, a crisis. On July sixth of twenty twenty, our youngest son Ethan, who was seventeen at the time, suffered a stroke in his sleep. I was—I just came off of a virtual meeting, went upstairs, and he was panicking. He couldn't move. Went to the emergency room. We were told he was not going to make it. We spent four four months in Baltimore at Kennedy Krieger in. Uh, in recovery. Long story short, he's doing much better, still recovering, but General Ashley reached, heard about it, reached out to me and asked me, how's he doing? What can I do for you? That's the type of leader he was. He was leading thousands. Even after he retired, a year after he retired, he's reached out to me, what's Ethan's status? That is an authentic leader. That is remaining present. Another characteristic of an authentic leader is to define reality. And this is also difficult for some leaders because sometimes reality sucks, right? Reality sucks. Life kicked us in the face with our son, but you know what? Reality is he's alive, he's doing better, he's overcoming every day. You can't sugarcoat the environment, the situation as a leader, you've got to define it truthfully and be authentic. Leaders, authentic leaders, lead. Plain and simple. There's clear direction. There's motivation. You set guiding guidances for those that have follow, and you help them achieve their goals. There's clarity and expectations with authentic leaders. And authentic leaders also show that they care. I think it was John Maxwell said, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think he may have stole that from somebody else, from Maya Angelou, I believe. But it's so true. Think back to the company you identified when we first started on how much you enjoyed that, that job and you identified that leader. Did they care about you? That is authenticity in leadership. Now, here's the problem. There's some obstacles in becoming an authentic leader. There's some things that are going to stop you if you let them. One is a fixed mindset. So what's a fixed mindset? A fixed mindset is the attitude that everything I can be I'm our, I already am. I was born this way. I can't change. My limitations are my limitations. My weaknesses are my weaknesses. And if you've ever heard me speak before, I tell people don't work on your weaknesses to try to turn them into strengths because it's not going to happen. Figure out how to get around them. Figure out how to strengthen your strengths so much that the weaknesses don't matter. But you're not going to work on those. But you do need to work. You do need to grow. A fixed mindset tells you that growth is not necessary and not possible. So to become an authentic leader, you have to have a growth mindset. Another obstacle are those internal voices of the judge and the saboteur and his accomplished saboteurs that create limiting beliefs. Now, let's spend a few a few minutes, a few of our remaining minutes right here, because this is, this is some powerful uh, information that our company uses to transform leaders every day. So when a decision comes through your mind or a reaction comes through into your brain, it takes one of two paths, either the left side or the right side, the left side of your brain. That's where everything is very analytical. Okay. The more you analyze, if you're, if you're an analytical person, you know, you get into the details. All right. All right which is not bad, but when it comes to behaviors, it can be. And I'll explain why in a minute. On the right side, that's the big picture, right? That's the visionary side. And that's where, when it comes to changing and growth, that's where you need to be. And here's why. Because the judge, that's what we're going to call him, The judge lives on the left brain. That's where, you hear the, the the voices in your head that said, "You're not good enough. You haven't done this long enough. You're not educated. You can't do that. It's too hard." And they'll bring in his accomplished saboteurs. Your judge and your saboteurs are created when when you're young. They're there for a purpose. They're there to protect us. There's a reason for them because we didn't we don't have the capacity as kids to respond. To danger. So our judge and our saboteurs keep us away from it. The problem is as we become older, those become habits and behaviors that are not conducive to growth. So what we want to do is identify those so that we know when they are when they are present in our mind. But what we want to do is operate on that right side. That's our sage muscle. That's the one that sees the gift in every crisis, sees the opportunity when there's an obstacle. So you may you may ask, well, Larry, how can there be a gift in everything? Surely not everything. So let me go back to my our situation with our son at the time. I I promise you, I did not see the gift whatsoever. But I can see what this has done for him, and the man he's becoming every day. There's a gift there. I, as a as a leader, we can't always see the outcome, but we can always look for it. So I want to challenge you to be an authentic leader. Now we can go deeper into this. Uh, I know we don't have time right now, but if you want to know more, I. This is my book, Authentic Leadership: Power of Keeping It Real. You can buy it on Amazon. If you would like a signed copy, you can email me, and you can find my email address in the uh, in the speaker the speaker tab. It's got everything you need. Just reach out to me; I'm more than happy to uh, sign a copy and send it to you. But let's go, let's kind of go back over it really quick. Why do we need authentic leaders? Because we need to build a culture in our companies, in our organizations that attracts the right people, that retains the right people, that creates an atmosphere of safety, inclusion, diversity. And we hear those terms all the time, but are they really happening? A lot of times it becomes a checklist. Yeah, I did this. I hired the right people. We had classes and taught on this subject. But to be authentic, we have to get real. And ladies and gentlemen, it starts with ourselves. I cannot lead others unless I lead myself. So I have to overcome that negative mindset, that fixed mindset. I have to overcome the saboteurs and the judge because see that judge shows up and he does three things first he attacks me and he tells me that i'm not good enough i'm not capable if that doesn't work then he attacks others tells me it's their fault it's not yours you're okay you did this right but it's somebody else's fault and then he'll attack your environment it's because of the environment or the circumstances that you're in that's why you can't do this but let me tell you something, you can't, They're, the sky's the limit. You can grow into any type of leader that you want to, but it's not easy. You've got to wake up every day and do the hard work. You know, I've been listening uh, to a podcast that had David Goggins on it, if you know who he is. He's a, a former Navy SEAL. He's this ridiculous marathon runner at times to where he's even run 700 miles at one time, without stopping. And if you listen to him, he'll tell you straight up. If you watch him, you think he's crazy. But he tells you his truth, okay? He tells you his truth that he has to do what he does to be who he is. That's authenticity. Don't do what I'm telling you to do. Do what you need to do. Only you can determine that through self-awareness, and setting your own goals in order to make sure that you're building the culture around you not just the culture at your company at the cult the culture in your family because you can tell all those you lead what you want them to do but they're not going to do it until they see the behavior in you you know if you got kids you know exactly what i'm talking about you can tell your kids don't eat before before dinner or ruin your appetite, all right? And then all of a sudden they do it. Why? Because I guarantee you, they saw you do it at some point. It's the behaviors that we present to others that makes us authentic. So that's my challenge for you guys today. I want you to think about what an authentic organization or a, a good culture, strong culture looks like. Look at the characteristics I talked. we talked about of an authentic leader, and then I want you to go out and become that. If you want to know how to meet the challenge, contact me. My email's uh, on the sp- speaker page, and I've also got a webinar coming up next week that will talk about mental fitness in order to accomplish that. I hope everybody enjoys the rest. Thank of you me. for engaging with this session of Thrive. As we continue with our next speaker, remember the insights and strategies shared are steps towards your transformative journey this year. Stay connected for more empowering talks. The Connected Leaders Academy is committed to your ongoing journey of growth and excellence. Remember, this journey is just beginning. Let's keep the momentum going. Join our community at www.connectedleadersacademy.com.